This week we're talking about unity and the, uh, really the essential connectedness of all things. And you know, there's been something in Science of Mind that I've often had um, a difficult time explaining to people. And so um, I thought maybe today we would sneak it in via um, sort of science. The thing that I find difficult to explain to people is uh, people will say, well, Larry, did I hear that prayer right? You made it sound like all of God is available to everybody all of the time. Have you heard statements like that? You know, that all of your good is always available to you, all of the love, all of the life. It's as though we're saying this thing that's infinite called God is, you know, right, right here for you, Dee, here. <laughs> and, and if I'm giving it to Dee, you know, what about Kathy? <laughs> She's going to be left out. So this idea, I think, of the immensity that is God being personally present for everyone is a little difficult to explain. So I thought I'd bring in holograms. Yeah, you were supposed to laugh. No. <laughs> no, today we're talking about the holographic universe. And there actually is an idea that instead of thinking of the universe as bits of matter and energy, that it actually is more appropriate to think of it as a hologram. But before we get there, I probably need to at least explain what a hologram is. And I'll, I'll try to do this fairly simply. Now, those of you um, who do anything with cameras at all probably knows how a, a traditional camera works. You take a picture and it stores it, whether it's digital or, or whether it's the old-fashioned kind. Literally, if you look at the output closely enough, you'll see lines of little dots, right? So, so if I was to take a picture of Dee here, you know, in the upper left-hand corner would be the edge of her head, and it literally, dot by dot, would work across with the right colors, and then another line, and another line, and there would be a beautiful picture of Dee when I was done. Of course, there are some drawbacks to this, right? If the photograph gets damaged, like if I tore a corner of it off and lose the rest of it, all I've got is just like a shoe. <laughs> so, so there are some drawbacks of this kind of photography. Holographs work kind of differently. You shine a very bright and, uh, and unified light source at your object, and then you split the beam into two. And what shines on the photographic plate isn't a single image, it's actually the interference pattern of these two beams of life coming together. Now I promise that's the end of the science. For those of you who just choked, I apologize. But what actually shows up, if you look at the photographic plate of a hologram, you'll go, well, that's not a picture of D at all. And in fact, they look like you've dropped pebbles into a pond. It's that, you know, it's that kind of ripple wave kind of look, and you have no idea what the picture is. The picture doesn't come out until you shine another bright light on it, and then suddenly you have Princess Leia saying, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, <laughs> like the hologram in Star Wars. So, so that's how it works. And the, the whole reason that this is even important, other than now you know how holograms work, is that holograms are, are significantly different in that if I tear a corner of it off, and throw away the hologram, I can still reconstruct the entire image, and even in 3D, from the tiny little bit that's left. And the reason for this is, instead of storing the image, instead of storing those dots, literally, what gets stored in a hologram is the instructions for recreating the photograph. 
and it's stored throughout the entire piece of the film so that even a corner of it, now of course you're going to get a smaller image, right? It won't have the same level of detail and resolution because, you know, it's going to be this big instead of this big, but you will be able to reconstruct the entire image. Okay, so why is this, you know, what does this have to do with metaphysics at all? What it has to do with metaphysics is it shows that the entirety of something can be stored in something as small and personal as your own heart in your own mind. And so when we say something like the entire universe is at your disposal, we really can mean it personally. When we say that God is here for you, all of God, all of God's power, all of God's love, all of God's graciousness, all of the good of the universe is here for you personally, scientifically we can almost mean it in that literal sense of yes, because even your part of God has the instructions, has the, the, the template for all of God's joy, all of God's love, all of God's perfection of, of the wholeness of creation itself. You are represented, if you want to think of it, as that corner of the hologram. You're not all of it. You don't have all of God in you, and yet you have access to everything that is God. It's just a, a little bit smaller of a picture but you can still have an infinity of love, of life, of joy, and so far. Now, I, I've actually rewritten my talk once this week because I went on to talk about some more of the science, and I realized at one point it was deadly boring. <laughs> so, yeah, you're welcome. So, <laughs> so instead, I'm going to try just a little bit of a practical examination, a, a practical demonstration. So if it's true that the wisdom of the ages is present. If everything that's ever happened, everything that ever will happen, and everything that's happening right now is part of God, and I have access to that, then really I should be able to answer uh, any question really about myself, right? And so uh, this time of year, I know it's, it's part of our inward journey often to start thinking about what's coming up into the, into the coming year. And so I'm going to start early this year, and I'm going to ask a question what is my ministry going to hold for this coming year? And you all are going to help me answer it. Um, let's see, Dom, would you just draw something out of there? All right. So, and, and in case you're wondering, it's a pretty random assortment of strange objects that I just gleaned from around the room here. But if this is a holographic universe, information about this uh, uh, ruler should be as good a place to start as anywhere, right? Because we don't need to go somewhere to get the information we need. We don't need to, to, to somehow go outside of ourselves and take a class. I don't need to take a class in Larry. Everything I need to know should be anywhere. <laughs> so, all right, so what does this ruler... <laughs> so... So what does this ruler tell me about my ministry next year? Well, for one thing, it's red, and for me, that's a heart color. And so I know it's going to involve love, and I know it's going to involve people. Also, uh, you know, a, a measuring device, I think, is useful in that we can use it to know how far we've gone. I mean, we think of measuring up, we think of uh, measuring out. And maybe this is a good symbol for me that part of it is knowing that I'm on the right track, knowing that I'm on the right course, and that I have a way of sensing that. Let's, uh, Shirley, would you be willing to draw something else out of here? Oh. 
Okay, so we got a basket. You know, and this is an interesting thing. This is a, a lovely found object. And what it reminds me of, first of all, is I'm not doing it alone. Look at the weaving in here. This is made up of hundreds of component parts, just as there are hundreds of us here every Sunday. So I know that, of course, my ministry is going to involve people, but they're not just haphazardly put together here either. This has a design. This has a, a way of, of coming together in a way that's both beautiful and natural. Let me try one more. Would you be willing to draw something out of here for me? Okay. Ah, we have an eraser, a dry eraser. You know, I think this is a good symbol um, for some of the educational things that I have in my ministry because what I know about life is sometimes you take a stab and it doesn't quite work out the way you want. Does that ever happen to you all? <laughs> and what I know is that there's a metaphysics around erasing, that anything that can be done can also be undone. And what that gives me the freedom to do in my ministry is to make mistakes now and then. Do you know what I mean? I, I can be free to try something new, and if there's a mistake, oh well. <laughs> now you might be saying by now, and of course we could go on, you might be saying by now, well Larry, you're not really doing anything more than holding up some darn thing and then allowing your imagination and your intuition to move it into the realm of talking about what you're going to do next year in your ministry. And I guess I would say, yeah. But think about this. This is very differently than if I had gone up to my office and got out a blank sheet of paper and said, what are my goals for next year? Do you know what I mean? I would have probably been, uh, well, um, gosh, I hope at least 10% more people come on Sunday and I really hope, um, you know, maybe we should expand the, the pastoral care program. Do you know what I mean? It would have been so very linear. It would have been the dots making up that picture line by line, by static, by boring, by... Do you know what I mean? It would have been, it would have been this year plus 10%. What I have just done is the freedom to have next year be outrageously good. It is the freedom of knowing what's important. What's important is, is love and people and joy. And it, it, Do you know what I mean? This is what thinking in a holographic way can do for you instead of the linear way that we're used to thinking. Here's what Ernest Holmes says about this whole idea from a metaphysical standpoint. And this is from How to Use the Science of Mind, a book that he published in 1938. He said, all of it, and, and the it's capitalized, so that means God, that means the universe. He says, all of it is present at any and every point within it. It is not approaching a point nor receding from it, but it is the single point. The whole of God is present at any and every point within God. This is the clear message that you do not need to look any further for your own enlightenment, for your own awareness, for the answers to some of your own questions. You do not need to look any further for that extra love, that extra light, that extra abundance. You already have it. It is right where you are. I know there's any number of, uh, of stories about people who are real seekers who go out in the world and you know, spend a, a month in Tibet um, um, with, with some of the Tibetan monks. They'll um, you know, try this or try that. And I think these are all wonderful, 
And, and the answer is right in front of you as well. You may indeed find what you're looking for somewhere else, but what a relief to know you can find it in a paper bag from Trader Joe's as well. <laughs> you do not... No, honestly, to find your inspiration, to find your joy, to find your good, you don't need to look any further than in the mirror. You don't need to look any further in your own life than your own life. If you can conceive of it, if you can conceive of more love, you can have it. If you can accept more joy, it is yours. There is nothing holding you back because the universe is designed to be that perfect warehouse. It's funny. I remember reading a, a, an article not too long ago ab about uh, uh, how um, some of the big warehouses work. And, and the goal is not to have too much in the warehouse, to have just the right amount so that everything can get moved from the warehouse to a, to a consumer within about 48 hours at the most, you know, figuring shipping and things like that. And what I think is through this idea of holographs, God has designed the perfect warehouse because everything you need is right next to you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's no lag. You don't even have to put the order in. It is only a willingness that we now and then lack to accept our good right in front of us. Now, I was going to go on. The part of the talk that was really going to be boring, and I cut it out, was, uh, was really how scientists are showing that the universe is holographic and that even our minds are holographic. And, and I'll throw one thought out. It used to be believed that in our minds, if, if our brain was damaged in some way, that we would lose memories. Not true. Our brain is absolutely stores memories in a holographic fashion. So even if part of your brain is damaged, now it may impair your ability to do things, it may impair your ability to actually think, but in terms of the storage of memories, they are all stored diffusely through your entire brain. So someone who has a stroke, for instance, may have to relearn how to talk. They're not going to lose the memory of that fifth birthday, though. So, and, and as with our individual brains, so it is with the intelligence of the universe most likely stored holographically. And that is why in any point, starting from any point, the information, the joy, the whatever it is that you are seeking is available to you. Now, you might want to say, well, you did a, an interesting little uh, exercise here. How else can we tap into this? Because there have to be other ways. There have to be ways of getting beyond the linear thinking of the dots and the lines and move into a more holographic way of approaching life. And certainly we teach them here. One of them really is following our intuition and our imagination. Um, there is something about the ability to put unlike things together in a way and come up with something new that is absolutely uniquely human. That is our ability to think holographically. It is the ability to take the view from two different aspects and through the interference pattern of our own brain come up with something cool and exciting. So when your intuition is telling you something, listen to it. When your imagination gets fired up about something, go forward with it. 
This is the way that God is working through you and as you, and with greater confidence you'll be given to really have a sense of when your intuition is spot on and you should follow it. The other things that we teach in a more um, straightforward way are visioning and uh, also, of course, the art of meditation. Both of these ways are, again, ways of approaching a problem, approaching an issue, uh, approaching something you want to do, and getting information about it without having to have that piece of white paper in us linearly, linearly with our head trying to figure out. Anytime we can get out of the head and into the heart, then we are led into a greater awareness that can't probably come to us in any other way. I'd like to close today with one more quote of Ernest Holmes, but before we get there, who in the room really thinks that they can use their imagination well? Okay. And who in here has that sense of intuition as well? That sense of knowing what, you know, what's going to, yeah. See, most of you are already in tune with this. What I'm asking you to do this week, by, by way of homework if you want to, is simply to bring a greater awareness into your heart thinking, that thinking of intuition, that thinking of, uh, of imagination, and maybe let go a little bit of the sense of trying to figure everything out. Have you ever been in that place where you're trying to figure it out and it just drives you crazy? It's because some things cannot be figured out by the rational mind. In fact, that's why all of these new scientific theories are pointing out to the universe as being holographic, because it can't be figured out in any other way. Our heart has to play a part into it. Our, our own awareness actually has a place in it. Okay, I'm going to close with a quote, but this week, thick inspiration. Think... Uh, Think of allowing your heart for a change to lead you forward. Think about allowing your imagination and even your intuition to do a little leading from the front seat instead of the back seat. So this is from Ernest Holmes from the Science of Mind textbook in 1948. He said, When we say there is one cause back of all manifest form and one intelligence back of all consciousness, we are affirming the unity of all life a unity which includes complete variety. In each creation within this variety, life brings its whole nature to bear upon each individual expression. Thus, everyone's life not only has God, but has all of God back of, within, and through it. Let us pray. There is one power, there is one presence, there is that infinity that I call God. It's truly every person, every place, everything, every situation. It is the stars that shine at night and the yearning sea during the day. It is that kitchen sink of total everything. This is God. And what I know about God because of this holographic theory is that all of it is available to me right in this moment. The joy of God is my joy. The peace of God is my peace. The abundance and love and connection that is God is here for me to accept, for me to use, for me to be part of. And as it is true for me, I knew, know without question that it is true for each person in this room. Each person here is that focal point of the hologram. 
Each person here has the ability to receive and to use and to be part of all that they desire. And they need look no further than their own hearts, their own hands, and their own mind. And I am simply grateful for this, simply grateful for recognizing at a deeper level the connection of all people and all things. And so with lots of love, with great gratitude, I just let it be, and so it is. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you so much.